Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Go Broke Trying. I am your host, Rennie, and this is Don't Go Broke Trying. This is our Coinfessions episode. And if you are new here, Coinfessions episodes are essentially a mini-sode where we answer your questions about a specific topic. In our last episode, we had a great discussion about financial abuse, and I had this discussion with Blessing, and we spoke all about financial abuse, the signs of it, how to get out of it if you are in it, And I want you to listen to the episode if you have not now, but right now we're going to answer some questions that you submitted about this. If you want to get your question answered in a future episode, make sure to email us at dgbt at renniedheresource.com. So let me introduce my guest for today. Hi, Blessing. Hi, Renny. How are you? I'm fine. fine. Thank you so much for coming and thank Thank you for having that past episode with us. It was really good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I hope a lot of people learned a lot from that. I'm sure they will. so So can you maybe just give us a quick introduction about yourself my name is blessing i talk a lot about issues that concern impact and affect girls and women and don't just talk i actually work on it um at community and also policy uh, making levels Mm -hmm. i i try to have fun because i've done this work all my life and it tends to you know you tend to get so engulfed in it that you forget there are other things to do with life. So aside an advocacy life that I've built for myself, I'm trying to have fun. I think that's that's very important. It's very important. And yeah, thank you so much for, again, being on the last episode because I learned a lot. I'm sure so many other people learned a lot. So are you ready to answer some questions? Yes. Yes. Be gentle with me. (laughs) I'll try. I'll try. So we have four or five questions that I'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. and we'll both give our takes. Just so everyone knows, none of this is financial advice. We are just giving our takes on these topics. And they're not. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. First coin fashion. This is from a listener of mine. My partner spends and wastes thousands of dollars a month. We are still in debt, and he always says that we don't have money for anything, But and his paycheck gets deposited into our joint account. Should I have more say on of our finances? I see when the money comes out, but he never gives me an explanation of what he does with it. That's all the context we have. Whew. Yes. There's a lot there. Yeah. Thousands. First of all, yeah. if you're in debt... Your partner is not supposed to be spending recklessly. Mm-mm. I'd expect that the first thing should be, you know, clearing the debt. So yeah. I'd advise that you have a conversation and not just for you. I hope that other people can learn from this. If you're going to have a joint account with someone, you're pulling resources together. You need to have conversations around that money around what the money will be used for are you mm-hmm. using it to run the home are you using it for education for your children you know you need to have a conversation around that money and so i'm hoping that you have a conversation with your partner and let them realize that the debt on ground is actually clearing the debt on ground is more important at this point yeah. than spending money recklessly there's something that we learned in economics. It's called scale of preference. And so you need to draw a scale of preference together. Can you explain what that is? A scale of preference is just a very simple um, money tool where we put, you know, we draw, we, we list our wants and our needs mm-hmm. according to their order of importance. So the top, the ones that are most important come on top. 
the ones that are kind of important are, you know, follow and the least important are down. And having a scale of preference helps you eliminate a lot of stuff, things that you can do without so that you can face, you know, what is paramount. Mm. And in this case, I think that clearing that debt is the most important thing right now. So 100%. you need to have a sit down have a red table talk <laughs> and talk about that money yeah you I, need to know what is happening first of all clearing the debt and what you're using the money for because if it's coming out from your joint account yeah. you need to know what's happening Im where's the money going immediately i even think uh when you're with a partner who's very reckless you know sometimes you may have to take control of this situation and say okay we like right now the way that you're spending our joint money mm -hmm. makes no sense if you want to spend your own money like that that's one thing but to our pooled resources to yeah. spend it, it that makes absolutely no sense yeah. so make sure you also have your vex money i would say have your person. own account yes but their question was should they have more say of the finances oh yeah. excuse me you're still asking <laughs> yes you should yes. you should ha you ha you should have conversations around the money i expect that before you had that joint account you already had that conversation but it's not too late to have that you know sit down you should have a say about your joint money yeah money that is coming out of your account yeah. and in this case you did mention that there's debt on ground so Please sit yeah. down and have that conversation. Have a say. Yeah. Have a say. And you need regular check-ins with this person because clearly yep. they are a spender versus a saver. So you can create a budget each month and you can even say that, okay, we have this budget. We're going to do a zero-based budget, which means you allocate every single dollar to something. So mm -hmm. if he wants to spend $500 each month, but you, the rest of his money goes towards things that actually matter, like paying off your debt, that's fine, right? But the, every single dollar needs to have a purpose in your yeah. account. I, I, I will be worried if my partner is taking money from our joint yeah. account and I don't know what they are using like, that <laughs> money for, especially when we have debt on ground. Mm -mm. I hope they don't have a habit that is, you know, or something yeah. that is taking resources. So please, see, this is not one of the instances where you say you want the peace to reign mm -mm. please have that sit down no, and shake have that, that table next coin fashion my 24 male fiance 29 male won't let me look at our household finances context dan my fiance was an older student we met in college and he graduated with a job years before i did so i moved in with him early in our dating days because because the situation in my own home was not great it was his apartment paid entirely by his job. So he handled everything and I just lived there, you know. Then I got my bachelor's, got an entry-level job, and, and we established a system that Dan handles everything. Every bill is in his name. He pays for every common expense directly. And then at the end of the month, he just tells me, you owe me this amount of dollars. And I send him the money directly. I genuinely never minded that. The full cost expense is well below what I can afford, so I didn't care to look into it. The first thing that made me think he was probably not being fully truthful was that the monthly bill was always a round number, not $784.61, for example, but a round $750. But I assumed he was shortchanging himself by rounding down. I had no reason to be doubtful of his honesty with me. Last year, I got a much better job in my degrees field, and I noticed a weird thing. My new job's health insurance is much better and cheaper than our old plan, so we switched. And our new health and are now and now our health insurance is paid upfront by me, three hundred dollars a month. So that should be lower. That should lower the bill, right? 
Instead, the bill got a bit higher. Not a lot, but it did not go down as it should have. When I brought it up to Dan, I kept feeling like he was being uncharacteristically evasive, irritated, and unwilling to chat. He kept he kept just happening to change the subject, and after several attempts on my and on my end to get a clear answer of where our finances stand, I still had no answer at all. So for the first time, I started kind of doubting Dan's honesty. When we started dating in 2018, the bill used to be around 800 to 900 dollars a month. The bill for March 2022, for comparison, was $1,100. With a little creep up month, with a little creep up every month, I never paid much mind. But every couple of months, he bumps the um, amount up a little, and it's easy to not notice because cost for groceries, like uh, ch- cost for groceries, change from month to month. So it's easy at the time to think, oh, it's a bit higher this month. Well, I guess we did go out several times, several times this month. Haha. When I brought up the topic of this increasing bill to Dan, the closest thing I got to an answer was something about inflation. I don't think inflation increases household expenses by more than $500 in just four years. So I sat down and I logged all the expenses I could keep track of in Excel, and I came up with an estimate that the household expenses I can assure we had each month were about $1,600. That's not including the health insurance that should then reduce my share of the bill to less than $800. Dan charged me for the month as if our expenses were $2,350. I would be very glad to see the detail of our finance and realize that we were finances and realize that we were just super spendy that month or that I'm just a ditz with no idea what adult bills that our household has to pay. I was unaware of the seriousness of our lifestyle creep. It's a much real, nicer realization than the man that I want to spend the rest of my life with has been stealing from me every month. I say stealing because I'm sure that, like me, that's the conclusion you reached. But I'm far from convinced that and but I'm far from convinced that any stealing happens. Why would you steal from your soon-to-be partner? I tried to bring that up to Dan again, but he keeps being very unwilling to talk about it. He's making it very clear, telling me to my face that he just expects me to have faith in him that and that if I'm having trouble paying, I can just tell him and he'll pay a bigger cut of the total. And when I say that's not the problem, I can pay with plenty of money to spare. He goes, what's the problem then? And back in a circle with me explaining that. And it goes back in a circle with me explaining that I would just like to see the reality of our finances and him saying it's boring and complicated and he's got it figured out. So I should leave it. So I should just leave it to him. I asked to see his bank account just to know the total amount of money stored, not even seeing transactions. He's seen my bank account plenty of times, but even that he goes straight to ignoring me, being conveniently distracted or telling me outright that he wants trust. So far, I never accused or even alluded that to the possibility that I might suspect he's pocketing a few hundred dollars per month at my expense. But just the repeated bringing up of the topic has thoroughly annoyed Dan. And even just pursuing this line of thought in any way seems likely to cause serious tension between us. So that's what I'm asking advice about. Should I satisfy myself with the status quo? I generally don't have any difficulty paying that bill and still have my own fun money and saving every month. It's not a major problem at all. The only real issue I have is that it's nagging at the back of my mind. But why is Dan so stubborn about refusing to share the details with me? It makes me doubt myself and him and our bond, which has been bothering me. But I never told Dan how seriously this bothers me. Should I approach him with all my suspicions? This would definitely light a fuse somewhere, somehow, even if Dan has been 100% honest and kind. So 
What do you think about this? I feel like, judging from our past conversation, so many red flags were, <laughs> like, so many red flags were, were brought up. So what do you think <sighs> this person should do in this situation? You need to have a sit down. Yes. You need to, I don't know what the color of your table is. I'm hoping it's not red, <laughs> so you don't have a red table talk, but you need to sit down. And I... I'm trying to use, you know, I'm trying to choose my words, but there's a whole lot of there's red flags. So many. Even if you can afford it, it doesn't take away the fact that you should know. So have that sit down. And I'm hoping that other listeners learn from this scenario. Whenever you're pulling money with someone, or you're having anything to do with someone, irrespective of the relationship, anything that makes you pull money together, you should know what is happening with the money. Mm -hmm. You know, it just helps. It helps to build trust. It also helps you to plan. It helps you to envisage. It helps you to project. It helps a lot of things. Tomorrow, if something happens, you lose a job, you have, you know, you know how to project your expenditure. You know how to forecast. It's not just a trust issue. Mm -hmm. It's also, an, you know, a scale of preference issue. It's also a savings issue. It's intertwined. And so you need to sit down and have that conversation. I think that a lot of us make mistakes. We, we don't know it's a mistake. We don't think it's a mistake when we're with someone and they're taking care of the bills we're just happy to, you know, delegate that. Mm -hmm. But you should be in the know. You should know what is happening. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that you can have that conversation without friction. You know, I'm, I, I don't see. But have that conversation. Because the truth is, even if you, if you do not have that conversation, it's always going to nag at the back of your mind. And it's going to impact your relationship with your partner. Yeah. Even if you do not m let them know that, you're doubting them or you have, you know, reservations is something that is always going to be in your mind. And so I need you to sit down and have that conversation. Mm -hmm. You need to prepare, you need to prepare for that conversation and present your, present your part, the way you feel, you know, table it, present it out. It's also a very big red flag that, your partner is private to your bank account. Yeah. And then they don't want you to be private to their bank account. Mm -hmm. As much as your partner is saying that you should trust them, they are not helping you trust them. So you need to sit down and have this conversation. Yeah. It's a difficult conversation to have. I can sense some gratitude. The fact that, okay, when we first started, yeah. I had a precarious living condition. I had to move in. But it doesn't take away from the validity of how you feel and the fact that you need to sit down and have that conversation. Money issues, research has shown that money issues are top three that break a relationship. Mm -hmm. So you need to sit down and have that relationship mm -hmm. either way. Would you say this is a form of financial abuse? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Please, it is. Because... Um, it is a form of financial abuse. And there are many indicators. Yeah. The fact that they're giving you a round figure, you don't know yeah. um, <laughs> what the money is being spent on. You don't know how it's been spent. The fact that even when you expect that, okay, I am contributing 
a larger chunk of something now in this case health insurance and so your own part should have dipped and it, the money has still increased the fact that they are private to your personal bank details your money and you're not private to that the fact that they are evading yeah they are evading the conversation and just saying you should um, trust them you should trust them I there's bet. a lot of manipulation gaslighting and abuse going on in this setting and um I just hope that you sit down and have that conversation, if not for anything, for yourself. Yes, I am 100% with you. I agree with everything you said, and I'm I'm confused. Like, sis, come, like, I feel like, or bro, sorry, as you read this, that you should know that, like, okay, there's so many red flags oh, yes. here, and you should not give that person any more money until they are willing yeah, to, to I, share. I, I actually agree. I, I feel that that's, that's a very good approach to say, I will not contributing no. if i don't know how this money's been spent yeah like he's he, he's basically making up round numbers and it's like even he's if stealing he's, from you even if he's not stealing from yeah. you you just you need to be in the know yeah of how things go yeah blind and i'm hoping is, that yeah blind, blind trust, trust is not trust it ain't trust mm -mm. it is not trust at all <laughs> and i'm hoping that going forward you're not going to because it's also very easy to lapse and say okay he's not doing anything yeah. wrong so let's i hope that you don't go back to that pattern agree once you can if he eventually agrees to show you the books i hope he does mm -hmm. let you know always be in the know yeah because if he was being honest there would be no reason why he wouldn't be comfortable showing you the books so have that, conversation, that shows you buddy. yeah let's read some of the comments that i got he's or that we saw on reddit He's not distracted. It's not too complicated. It's not that you wouldn't understand. It's that he's stealing. The whole you saying you can pay him and him responding with what's the problem then is some grade A gaslighting. Mm -hmm. He's lying and you both know it. Mm -hmm. He's using your emotional connection to make you feel bad for questioning him. This is a huge red flag. Have you called up the power company or maybe the internet provider? Most will give you an account balance update with the account number. This might give you that this might give you an idea of what those bills actually run. It sounds like he's using your trust to pay for different things or mm -hmm. just make some extra money. Mm -hmm. Facts. Another person says, this is what you should say to them. Until I'm an equal partner and having access to our finances, I'm paying you nothing. Let the church say amen. 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 Yeah, this is a big problem. It and is. And it happens a lot. Sometimes people see it as cute, yeah, but it's not. At all. And um, even if someone is responsible for all the bills because of different reasons, mm -hmm. the other person has to be private, has to know what is going on. Transparency. Transparency. It just helps make relationships easier. Yeah. I can't imagine going to my partner and being like, yeah, sorry, you can't see any of the... Like, oh, I'm going to pay them, but you can't see anything. Do you get... And you have to give me half the... <laughs> no, even though I... Sure, I'm the better person with money. That's fine. But that doesn't mean they don't have access to see it. Do like, Next coin fashion. My 46 female husband, 47 male, is demanding a post-nup. My husband and I have been together for 15 years and married for eight years. We have a six-year-old daughter together. Before getting married, my husband was first a nurse, but he was very unhappy in that field. He ended up quitting his job and doing two years of working at, 
uh, a lot of short-lived odd jobs before deciding to go to vet school. This was done against all advice from others because of the expense involved. His parents both refused to pay, so I ended up co-signing the loan and working to support him. He got out of school nine years ago. We married when he was struggling to find a position at a place that paid the average rate for a vet. We moved so he could get a position he was happy with. Since then, he has earned a high salary and then was liked enough by patrons that he ended up starting a clinic of his own. Now he has two locations with employees that work under him. He also has parlayed his previous experience in nursing and business to consult on the side for businesses such as nursing homes, hospice, substance abuse, treatment facilities, and more. We had a bump in the third year of marriage because he didn't want me to work anymore. He made me feel like my salary no longer meant anything. I ended up quitting because of my mom guilt. I'm currently looking for online college options since I only have an associate's degree. So recently, he's been very distant. I just have that intuitive pit in my stomach when he would travel for a consulting project and not answer my text or call me when promised or him sounding like he was whispering when he did call me there's an intern he hired two years ago whose mother was bold enough to come up to me at a party and say that my husband really adores her daughter and she has hearts in her eyes for with him I keep thinking no way because she is 25 years his junior and has a boyfriend but she treats me with open disrespect and my husband doesn't care that I'm hurt by it He's always on his phone, ignoring me when I speak. The intern was out of the picture for a while, but now I saw her name pop up in his phone several times. At an event, my husband pushed past our daughter to speak to her. I don't think I'm a jealous person normally. I don't begrudge my husband for finding other women attractive, even if he doesn't hide it from me. But I want warmth from, warmth from my husband, and I don't want him to act on these feelings of attraction to other women. We had a fight about me refusing to get a tummy tuck, and then he caught me looking at credit card statements and flipped out, leaving the house. He came back calmer and said he's sorry if he, he is intense. Most people in his field are. He said he also said that a lot of the business he, he also said that a lot of the business world he's a part of is something I'll never understand. He said his employees he said he has his employees to think about, and he asked me to sign a post nup. He said that if it shouldn't be a big deal if I wasn't with him for the money. I was shocked and asked him how long he's had this on his mind. He said that it's been a while, but he got pretty angry when our daughter recently blurted out that she will help animals like dad does. He says that he believes I'm teaching our daughter to be entitled and thinking that she'll inherit any of his business or that I was passing on this attitude by trying to subtly meddly, meddle. Oh trying to subtly meddle in his oh business. I asked what the terms of the post-up were, and he showed me a draft. It says that I will get $10,000 a year for every year we are married <laughs> to be paid out in yearly installments for the length of our marriage. I could also keep any gifts he bought me during the marriage. I would refinance to buy him out of our heavily mortgaged property, which I won't be able to keep as a result. In addition, the $10,000 a year would be lowered if he ended up having other dependents with a certain amount for each dependent he ended up gaining. I would forfeit any claims to his vet clinics or other side income. I was in shock. I asked rather dryly if he couldn't put in compensation for the amount of debt that I took on and paid a huge part in paying off for him to get his education. I also asked if there could be a mutual infidelity or abandonment clause. He flipped out and said that infidelity infidelity causes clauses annoy judges because then everybody will be hiding in the bushes to spy on their partners 
He said that if I just loved him for him, then I'd sign it and understand why I needed to. But if I didn't, then I'm not the same woman he married. So what do I do? He always seems to have legal counsel around him, advising him how to come out on top. And this document essentially gives me less than a year <sighs> than what his business can earn in a week. So what are your thoughts on this one? I saw okay. you, I heard you sighing. I want to sit up to answer this. <laughs> okay. And... Um, Wow, sis. Financial abuse, yes, no? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Sis, you're with a very wicked person. Mm -hmm. I I am sorry. I, I'll tell you that I'm sorry you're going through this. But this is financial abuse. Um, there's a whole lot of abuse involved here. There's financial abuse involved. There's emotional abuse involved. Yeah. There's some um, verbal, there's gaslighting involved. So much. There's manipulation involved, sis. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, my first advice to you, don't sign anything yet. At all. Second, please lawyer up. Immediately. You need to look for research lawyers, lawyers that have worked on postnups, that have worked on... You know, these kind of cases. Divorces. Divorce and everything. Yeah. You need to lawyer up as soon as possible. Talk to a lawyer. Yeah. Start to document uh, everything that you have that can prove your case. Every email, every text message, every message you see. I'm not saying you should go snoop, but whatever it is you have, document. Yeah. And your lawyer is your ally. Look for a lawyer that is going to be a very strong ally. But till you speak with a lawyer, please do not sign any document. Mm -hmm. Because if you do, you're going to regret it. Um, and you're going to be shut, you know, shut changed. Yeah. Because he's not even mentioning the loan you took out that helped make his life better. <laughs> And, you know, this is financial abuse because when his life got better, your money didn't matter all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And then you stayed at home. He, he made you stay home. And then now he's using that same money to say, if you are now with me for the money. I don't like, I, 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 since you, you literally met this guy. And so. he was broke. He, <sighs> you got with him when he was broke. You took it alone for him. And then he thinks you're with him for the money. And right now, he's not even being considerate of the child you have together. Yeah. So please, right now, do not sign nothing. At all. If possible, don't have a conversation around this with him. Because many times in our moment of anger, we tend to give our... Um, we tend to give our plans away. So um, if he brings up this issue of post-nup, do let, let him know that you're going to circle back, but don't sign anything. Don't let him know that you're going to lawyer up mm -mm. because many times, you know, men don't expect that you will, you, you will try to get yourself together. Yeah. So lawyer up as yeah. much as possible. Keep that information to yourself and a few people especially those who will not talk to him. But you need to lawyer up someone who is very good in issues like this and um, get to work. Yeah. Get to work because 
this person will not hesitate to throw you out tomorrow, even without a dime. Yeah. So you're going through a lot of abuse and I'm sorry. I hope that you speak to a therapist or a counselor, yeah. either paid or, you know, free. But please lawyer up. Yeah. And as much as possible, um, if anybody comes to approach you, either the intern or her mother, be very careful with what you say mm. because what you say can also be ammunition for them. Yeah. So you can just smile, you know. And but please speak to a lawyer as soon as possible. Immediately. Delay is um very dangerous. Yeah. So f from what I understand from this, he is looking he's cheating. He, or it oh. seems like he's cheating with this intern. Uh and even if he's not, he's planning to leave you, mm -hmm. but he's trying to protect him his himself, himself financially yeah. before he leaves you. The fact that he mentioned if I have other kids. He already has someone who he's trying to have kids with. Yes. And he knows that. He's thinking of it. Yeah. And he's like. That's if a child is not even already on the way. Uh, right? Maybe. <laughs> because men, men will shock you, man. <laughs> and $10,000 a year? What, what does that, that mean? She even said that like the $10,000 is what he makes in a week. He makes more than that in one week. So he's, evil, evil man. He's evil such man. a wicked person. And yeah. I hope that, I, I hope that. She, I, I, I do hope you have a very good support system yeah. because you're going to need them right now. But I need you to lawyer up. You need to talk to your lawyer. You yeah. need to document. You need to get ready because obviously he has more resources and he's going to try all means. Mm -hmm. Let's hope it's not going to become dangerous to your life. He sounds like But it's... he's going to try all means to frustrate you. So you need to, you need to talk to someone that can you know, tip the skills on your behalf. Definitely. You need to. Here's one of the top comments. Do not, under any circumstances, sign this. Do not go. Do not collect $200. Do not, or go directly to a family lawyer and have them look over this. As far as I can see it, you have nothing to gain and everything to lose by signing it. But I see, I see a few things that are problematic. The biggest one is the dependence clause. The fact that he works it in now suggests that he either has or is planning to have other dependents. No. And that goes along with the uh, infidelity clause. Judges hate that? Come on. As I can see it, this document is entirely a prelude for divorce. Mm. It's a way to make sure that he can get rid of you without giving up any significant amount of his veterinary mm -hmm. empire. And if he makes $10,000 a week from the business, then keeping your alimony so low is obviously a way to make sure that such a payment has no significant impact mm -hmm. on him. Like, I, I actually, am, I'm just disgusted by this. I'm, I'm upset person. on her behalf. And I hope that when she took that loan, it was in her name. Yeah. If you have, if it was in your name, mm -hmm. that's, that's already one, um, that's already one, Document one right. document, you know, to keep. Mm -hmm. I'm going to advise you also. I I don't in, I don't intend to instill fear into you, but this also shows some kind of desperation. Mm -hmm. And like that comment said, it's possible that he already has, you know, other dependents outside. I will be careful. You know, I would watch my surroundings very well. I would be careful where I go to with him. I'll be careful what I collect from him. Mm -hmm. So that you don't end up dead yeah. but somehow. Act, but I feel like she should still act like yeah. everything's okay. You can act like everything is okay. Yeah. Please, it's very important to act like everything is okay. But talk to a lawyer and be very vigilant. Yeah. Be very vigilant. Yeah. It's very important. Okay, so last coin question. Financial abuse, but in reverse. 
I'm slowly opening my eyes to the emotional abuse that I live with, but I'm struggling to understand the financial aspects. I know how traditional finance, uh, financial abuse works, but my situation seems to be the opposite. I'm the partner who works full time and earns most of our income. The issue is that my partner has never had a bank account. His wages are paid into my account and he has a card for that account, which he can use as he pleases. I'm also the one who pays all the bills for that same reason. I've asked him to open a bank account, but he says things are fine as they are. But how do I le- now? How do I leave? The man can't pay a bill. He can't do online shopping. It's exhausting being treated like a mother and a child at the same time. So this person is basically asking, is this financial abuse and how would they get out of this situation? So is it financial abuse? I feel like they've already answered it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And it's, like you said, it's in reverse. Because... Why is he not having a bank account? Yeah. That's the first question to ask. Mm-hmm. Even... Red flag. <laughs> that's a red flag. Like... Having a bank account has nothing to do with education on, you know, so it's obviously intentional that this person doesn't want to have a bank account. It's it's obvious that because she earns more and he can spend as much as he wants, he likes it the way it is. <sighs> I'd say that it's high time he opens a bank account. Yeah. You can have a you can have a system where you split the bills and let him be responsible for some of the bills that he can pay, you know, through himself. But it's high time he has a bank account. Yeah. I also feel that you should restrict that um allowance, you know, the way he can withdraw from your bank account. Yeah. Because obviously he's going to be spending more than um, he's putting in. And that's why he wants it the way it is. So it's reverse. And then the fact that you have to still pay all the bills, you have to do all the online shopping, and you know, you're know you responsible for everything financially, even though he's contributing. And it doesn't seem like he's even private to what you're spending. So I think that... At this point, he he needs to have a bank account. You need to have a conversation around this, you know, around this. You need to have a bank account. There might be, he might suggest the possibility of um, a joint account. I would be open to it just to give you autonomy of your bank account. But it's very important that, you know, there has to be a demarcation. Yeah. Very clear demarcation at this point. Yeah, he needs to open a bank account. Is this something you've heard of before? Does this happen? Yeah, I, it, I've heard of it a lot. And funny enough, many of the examples that I've seen are from Nigeria, where the man is not earning, you know, up to the woman. And so the woman has to, you know, cushion his ego. You know, men, they start to act up. And so the woman has to cushion his ego, mm-hmm. has to, you know, it it happens. Oh yeah, it does happen. It's similar to like giving your card to your partner yes. to pay for something yes. when it's your card, right? Mm. So th- it's very important. I'm I'm a with the awareness I have around money. I'm a very strong proponent. Even if you want to have a joint account, I'm a very strong proponent of everyone having their separate bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And it's high time that happens. That card that. 
he can use as you know you he wills it has to you know be restricted you have to speak to the bank about it and um it might become drastic you might have to speak to his organization not to pay you yeah. know that his wages into your account but come on sis it's high time yeah and you sound like you're even thinking about the relationship so yeah she even said there's emotional abuse so i think there's time it's time to leave yeah it's time yeah. so draw that demarcation take him off and start planning on your exit mm-hmm True. Okay, well, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. Blessing, how can they find you if they want to? Follow me on Twitter at yeah. Blessings Dia. Yes. Blessings and D I G H A. That's the best place to find me. And we'll leave that all info in the description box. Yes, please. If anyone wants to submit their coin fashion for us to answer in a future episode, please email at ggbt at com. Don't forget to share this with a friend or a family member so they can hear and maybe see themselves in one of these situations and learn that they can get out of it. So thank you so much, Blessing, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and share this episode with a friend. You can continue the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag DGBTPod. This episode was produced by Seldom & Co. with music by Wonder Girl. 